TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for the 488th time. And as always, I am joined by Australia's number one wellness expert, fresh back from an overseas trip to Italy and Greece. I speak of my brother from another mother, Dr. Damien Christoph. Welcome home, great man. Ciao, Kelly Spera. That is two languages there saying hello, Piercy, and good afternoon to you. Great to be back. It's awesome. I'm very happy to be back on 100 Not Out live again. And um, here we are, Facebooking. It's good, huh? How about that? you got to get to Greece, mate. you got to get to Greece. Well, well, I'm going to put it out there right now without any further ado. I haven't even told you this. I think I sent it to you. Um, we're going back, 2023, all the details yet to be announced, but I want you to know we're going back. You can go to 100notout.com, 100notout.com to register your interest, and when we have the dates and the details, we will let you know. We didn't even talk about that. That just came out of nowhere uh, because, yes, I'm going to go to Greece, and I'm going to go there with you, yeah. and we're going to have a cracking yeah. time. Uh, and yeah. you have had a cracking time, but we have left a really important topic off the table because you have been away and we've got people wanting to know the solutions to two of our previous episodes, 486 and 485, and that is when we were unpacking your Crack Your Stress Code framework and system and there were so many people sending us notes telling us how important those episodes were and how much they were looking forward to the episode where we unpacked what to do about stress and I'm not going to uh, give a refresh. I'm just going to say to people listening, go back and listen to episode 486 and 485. We talk about insomnia yep. and melancholy and anxiety and depression. Go back to 485 first. Yeah, or just go, go to 486 and play it in rewind if you can listen to English backwards. <laughs> but go to 485 first. Yeah. Um, yep. And really powerful episodes. And this is um, this is Damo's. Bread and butter, it's part of his life's work. He has helped thousands of people around the world with this. And so, Damo, we could talk about Rome and Greece all day long, but we've got to talk about stress. Um, and I want to just start at phase one, stress itself, actual or perceived. We speak about physical, chemical, or emotional stressors. What are your wise insights as to um, solutions around phase one? All right, let's just say happy birthday to Helen Pocock because Wendy Adams has said that. So happy birthday, Helen Pocock. Thank you for uh, being such a great listener. Happy birthday, Helen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Things just don't wood. Love it. She's probably heard that four trillion times. She's never heard that before. I bet she's never heard that before. She plays it every morning to herself when she wakes up on her birthday. That's what I'd be doing. If I had a song that had my name. Same thing last year. I did the same thing last year. Go back to episode 430 something (laughs) a year ago and we'll get whether or not we sung Happy Birthday Helen to Helen. 434. 435. There you go. There it is. I love that. Good, good, good. She said she's never heard of it. Oh, there you go. Well, we'll send you a link to that one, Helen. Don't you worry. I think she has. I think she has. <laughs> um, Piercy, 
Stress is great. Stress is good because stress means basically that you care and we want to be able to care. What's really important is that you acknowledge that you're stressed for whatever reason. So why am I stressed? Ask yourself the question, uh, you know, are we, uh, am I stressed and becoming overwhelmed or am I stressed and is it manageable um, or am I stressed and um, is is that just a good thing? You know, is that a good thing? You know, so I think that's important to be contextual around the stress that you're experiencing. I love that because as soon as you say that, I think of how many of us don't have a conversation even with ourselves about what is stressing us out. We just carry on. And, I, and as you say that, I think of the last couple of mornings in here have been wild with just kids and emotions and I get in the car to go to the cafe at 8 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was such a like a stressful last 15 minutes, right? And mm-hmm. then on the drive, I'm now going, okay, so what? Like, why am I feeling so ramped up? And it's just because I had a, a stressful last 15 minutes. And But having the conversation with self means that I can cleanse it rather than like take it any further into the day. And a lot of people, and we all do this, we've all done it before, we stack each stressful event on top of the next. So it's like if we don't have that conversation with ourselves and we don't acknowledge that we're stressed because we care about whatever it is just happened, we then take Mm. that mood or that stress into Mm. the workplace or into the next part of the day. And so I, I think that even though it's so Captain Obvious, Damo, I think your wisdom there is profound, like, are you communicating either to yourself or others what it is that is stressing you out? Yeah, so important to talk about it, you know, and for those people who live by themselves or don't have people to talk about what's going on in their life, it's important to find somebody to talk about it, you know, whether you pay someone to talk about it or you journal it so you get it off your mind and off your off your chest. Like, find a way in which you can express and understand what it is that's driving your stress. And when I talk about stress, I'm talking about emotional stress and mental stress. I'm not talking about the physical stress, I'm talking about the chemical stress, you know. So those things that we talk about there in that regard, you know, if you're chemically stressed, then work a way to take out the negative chemicals because that negative stress on your body is not ideal. Good chemical stress would be high-quality food, fruits and vegetables, foods that are rich in antioxidants, that sort of stuff, that's chemically stressful to your body, but of benefit. Negatively stressful chemicals to your body would be Maccas and too much coffee and Coca-Cola, Black Death, like all that sort of stuff. Alcohol on an empty stomach and and in in, in desperation, yeah. And don't be lonely drinking alcohol. Always, you know, consume alcohol paired with water with your mates, with some people. So mm. that's important to, you know, and we and I say that not be from a health perspective, but from a longevity perspective. This is how the great ages consume alcohol, not by themselves. Um, and then from a physical stress perspective, consider what it is. Like, is it your posture? Are you rounded in your shoulders? Have you got, you know, sore back? Have you got a sore back? Get to the chiropractor. I mean, seriously, if you're listening to 100 Not Out and you've got a sore back or a sore neck and you're not seeing a chiropractor, you know. What are you doing where, on this where, podcast? Where have you been? Where the bloody hell are you? You know, what, where have you been? Are you living inside a ravioli? Like, get to a chiropractor. So, like, sort that one out. But if you've got, you know, if you're sitting down all the time, um, Find ways to move. Like if your pillow is giving you grief at night when you're sleeping, get a new pillow. You know, find ways in which you can decrease that physical stress. But let's go back to the emotional stress. Just check in to make sure 
that the stress that you're experiencing is of a good nature. If the stress that you're experiencing is starting to affect your ability to fall asleep or starting to affect your ability to concentrate, then deal with that head on. So um, make sure you're having conversations to to understand is it good stress or bad stress. Because if you don't deal with it at phase one, it leads mm-hmm. to anxiety and or overwhelm. And I'm sure as one of the world's greatest chiropractors and naturopaths, you see a lot of people that are in phase two uh, mm-hmm. because often it's in phase two that they come not out of desperation but perhaps knowing that it's not just a small seed anymore. It's grown into a bit of a weed that is concerning them. What are you finding yeah. are the, the greatest um, ways to deal with anxiety and or overwhelm. I love that, PC. So let's just go back to stress because I think this leads beautifully. So go back to stress, which is good, which was what we said. In order to enhance the benefit of stress, make sure that you implement a couple of things. One is quality sleep. So you want to sleep in 90 second, 90 second, 90 minute cycles. <laughs> 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 uh, 90 second start. Uh, you want to sleep in 90-minute cycles. So an hour and a half is definitely not enough time to get a proper sleep, right? Um, and then three hours is kind of just, you know, almost making it. That would get you through but not healthily over a long period of time. Four and a half hours is probably just on enough to allow you to function but not properly reset. Six hours is probably closer to ideal and seven and a half hours for most people would be spot on. Moving to nine hours borders on a little bit too much. And uh, and so, but for teenagers, for example, they will do well with 12 hours. Um, little kids, 12 hours, you know, but, you know, as you ebb and flow through the different stages of your life, either increase it or decrease it by 90 minute cycles so that you get the most out of your sleep. Like mm, that's, I, that's love, I love this. It's a multiple of 90 minutes. I know I'm a seven and a half hour guy. 10 till mm-hmm. 5.30 or 9.30 to 5 is... Perfect. I love that. 90-minute multiples, stress being one of the best. Okay, sorry, I'm interrupting your flow here. We're talking about stage two. Yep. Yeah, that's good. And then the other thing to do is to move for 30 minutes purposefully each day. So it's not just, you know, oh, I got up and walked to the, you know, I got up and walked to the water cooler six times today and that helped me get my 10,000 steps. That's not 30 minutes of purposeful movement 30 minutes of purposeful movement would be going for a 30 minute walk in the middle of the day or a 30 minute walk at the end of the day to you know down regulate cortisol in the bloodstream so find ways to get 30 minutes of exercise movement cycling whatever it's going to be swimming whatever it is 30 minutes of movement um will down regulate the impact of stress on your body or sorry of cortisol in your body. And we see this a lot in longevity cultures, and I know we can remember back to our last trip to Ikaria. Like after a meal, um, you would see a lot of locals, like if they would go and dine at a friend's house, again, it probably might take them 10, 15, 20 minutes to walk back home. There's a lot of that incidental movement. And we, we do this regularly in Australian culture, like we eat a meal and then we go for a walk after a meal, and I love it. Like I love the whole notion of walking after a meal, particularly like, you know, on Christmas uh, Day when some people have a meal and they fall asleep on the couch, uh, but I'm more like <laughs> uh, go for a walk 
after the meal and I'm often the one taking like the kids, you know, out of the house because they're still full of beans or whatever. But it feels meaningful like that. And yeah. I particularly maybe it's the weather at the moment, but, you know, nice weather and the sun's going down and the sky's a beautiful colour pink and you've had some dinner or maybe you're walking to dinner. But it's like that mm-hmm. incidental movement with meaning. Um, mm-hmm. I still, I just love it. I just, I have like visual memories of seeing like, um, like, we're down the hill of the steps in Nas in Ikaria, and you can see Joanna walking up the steps. Or do you remember that night yeah. we saw her walking down the steps, and it was like dark, and we we're all peeking that she was going to fall <laughs> down the steps. But it's like yeah. it's meaningful movement because she was either coming to dinner or going shopping or whatever. But yeah, a lot of us don't have that because we're inside, we're in the house, we've had dinner, we do the dishes, and then. We don't have that in our culture, but I do think it's really cool that you've um, highlighted this because a lot of people don't connect movement with their ability to sleep well. And I think if people can recognize that if you move well, you're more likely to sleep well. And if you're not sleeping well, look at your movement patterns and if they're deficient, make them better. Totally, totally great advice there, PC. Thank you for your wisdom and guidance. Unbelievable. Um Wendy asked a question, what about as you get older? And I and you will require less sleep as you get older. It's just, you know, a fact. However, you require generally you require less um, sleep as you get older, primarily only if you move less. So this is really interesting because you mm. you require sleep to repair your body, right? So the more you keep on moving, the more you keep on doing, the more you will require repair. And so sleep is where we repair. So you may need less sleep as you get older, but you can still use sleep as you get older to assist you in your repair. So is that a bit of a um, – not a old wife's tale. Is that a bit of a myth buster? Like because everyone's like, yeah, you need less sleep as you get older. But that's only on the assumption that a lot of people slow down as they get older or stop moving. You know, I'm too old to do this or do that. So they're putting less demand on their body, which means there's yeah. less for their body to repair in the nighttime. Yeah, this well, that's that huge. One way to look at it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there'll be more to that. But, you know, there's that whole recycling ability to continue to heal. And the more we respect our body's ability to heal and move into parasympathetics, the better we deal with the sympathetics. You know, like the sympathetic charges that we get throughout the day are really important, but it's also really important for us to get into parasympathetics to enable us to heal and be well. You know, that's that's important. So. Oh, well, I feel like I'm entering the curly phase of this conversation, Damo, and this is more as a, you know, me in a, a patient world and you in a practitioner world. And this is phase three, which really is insomnia. Where well, can I just finish? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Please do. From those two things which are important for stress. So phase two, right, where we get in, in into anxiety, where it's becoming a little bit overwhelmed, what we want to make sure that we do is open up our breathing. We want to make sure that we're breathing really well. So we're going to purposefully move ourselves into parasympathetics. Very, very important. So we want to use um, a, a, like some kind of a foam roller. I'll show you what I use. Um, this one here. It's a ripper. Um this was given to me by Move Better Roller, and I use it. It's got two different things in there. It's quite good. Like this here, it lifts off. There's a little, you know, piece of timber in there you can bash yourself up with. Um, I don't know if my audio just disappeared there, but here I am. I'm back again. Um, we can hear you. I You're good. That, I, I use that to lie on so that it goes down my spine 
from my head to my tailbone, and then I lie on it with my arms out, stretching my chest. Now, can't really see this if you listen to this on a podcast, but essentially, if you go to posturepole.com, um, I think it is, or maybe it's called Move Better Roller. If you go to any of those, you'll see this particular stretch, and it's it's stretching. Or even if you go to the SD protocol. Um, with Wayne Todd and Angela Todd, if you look to increase your chest cavity capacity by stretching out your pec muscles, that will trigger your parasympathetic nervous system. Oh, I get love an this. Adjustment, get an adjustment. Get your ribs adjusted, your upper ribs, your first one and two ribs, and that will help you regulate and increase your parasympathetic tone. Um, look to foods that are causing allergy and sensitivity from a chemical sensitivity or chemical stress or perspective. Look to foods that are causing a chemical impact on your body um, that's negative. Because if you're having an allergic reaction to or a sensitivity to a food, you upregulate your stress response. So you want to downregulate your stress response by eating foods that are lower reactivity. Um, and so that's that's, you know, I suppose there's a couple of really, you know, Awesome pearls, but massage, acupuncture, touch, discussion, um, and feedback within your love languages uh, will help you move back into parasympathetics as well. You have an oxytocin rush, a hug that lasts for 30 seconds, um, breathing. Jeez, this is so good. These are all the things you want to do to bring you back into parasympathetics. I love this. Can you write a book, please, called Crack Your Stress Code by Damien Christoph? Um, oh. We've got sleep, we've got move, we've got breathe, and and, mm. and the up level of that is use a foam roller, open up. Um, what do you say about the parasympathetic? It's like improving parasympathetic tone, I think you said. That's exactly what I said, um, yeah. Uh, and then look at diet, what food stressors might you have. I'm thinking, yep. Damo, that's like C and E, like – cake and chocolate and cabbage and other things, <laughs> caffeine. Uh, um, I forgot cabbage stuff. Uh, but like, I don't really crave it. Food stressors, mass. Yeah, so a lot of these things are so meaty and practical. I just love how you make this so can do for people. No one here could be listening to this with limiting beliefs or stinking thinking saying they can't do it. If you're struggling yeah. to fall asleep, go and start moving more. And then see yep. if you if that actually positively impacts your sleep. Um, yep. Is now an appropriate time to go into phase three? Yeah, I think so because phase three is pretty simple. So if you've gone beyond anxiety and you move now to insomnia, you're not falling asleep. Again, triggering the parasympathetic. So you lie in bed in a you know in in a environment that's warm outside but cooler inside. So like warmer outside the blankets and cooler inside the blankets because as the temperature shifts and changes, it will help you fall asleep. This is an important thing. The other thing that's really and some people like to have an electric blanket on and that's fine as long as it's cooler outside. So there's got to be some kind of um you know disparity between inside the blanket and outside the blanket to help you fall asleep. So and there's more science on that and I don't know all of the science but um, I do know there needs to be a difference in temperature inside and outside to help you fall asleep. Lie on your back in what we call the anatomical position. And so the anatomical position is your feet straight out and your hands and arms down by your side, palms facing up on your back. And when you do when you do um, sleep like that on your back or you're lying on your back like that, 
you have the ability to trigger your parasympathetics. But what you've got to do is breathe in squares. So you've got to breathe in for two or three or four seconds, hold for two or three or four seconds, breathe out for two or three or four seconds, and hold for two or three or four seconds. And you repeat that 10 times. Now, it's most likely that in one cycle of that 10 times, you will fall asleep within that cycle. If you get to the end of the 10, go, okay, cool. Let's do another 10. Don't get stressed out about, oh, my God, it didn't work, Dave, I'm bloody Dave yet. I'm never losing to 100 not out again. Like, don't get stressed <laughs> about that. Don't get anxious about that because that's not going to help you get to sleep. Just go, okay, cool. Maybe I'm a bit more wound up than what I thought I might have been. How do I get this back to where it's got to be? Um, and so you, you just repeat. You get another cycle done. If it hasn't worked that time, get out of bed. Get out of bed. Go for a little walk around the house. Breathe in. Check it out. Write a few things down that are on your mind. Then get back into bed. Your temperature will have changed. Um, don't turn lights on, you know, to be super bright, but um, but just do that. Now, there is a question here from both Helen and Kay, and they've both asked the same question, how do you stay asleep? I suppose that's a really great question. There's a number of reasons why people will wake up. Um, one will be that they've had enough sleep. Two will be that they've woken up because they've their temperature has changed. Um, and most of the time it's because you got too hot. Sorry to, sorry to you know, bore you there, PC. Just in case people didn't see that. Oh, I just yawned. While I'm talking. What does that mean? You're holding your breath. I'm relaxing, man. I've, you've got me chilled. I'm counting my breaths in and out and I'm working on my oxygen. Yeah. He's going to fall asleep. No, um, no, I'm thinking. So- I'm thinking you've got us all in a bit of a zone here. So I'm just, yeah. I love that, PC. Thank you, PC. Uh, so... Um, you'll wake up because there's a change in temperature. Many men will wake up in the middle of the night because they need to empty their bladder, but women will do this too because they get hot. So if you get too hot at night, you'll wake up and you'll go to void your bladder and then getting back to sleep here is the, is the trick. And so don't turn the lights on. Don't look at the time. Don't check your phone. Don't try to avoid anything that's going to stimulate your um your visual cortex, which is going to wake you up. You don't want to get blue light. So a phone or a clock has blue light, much the same as what daylight would be. So it will wake you up and you don't want to, you don't want to do that. So just go about what you've got to do. If you need to drink a little bit of water because you woke up dry, you've been snoring or you've been breath holding or whatever it is. Some people have sleep apnea. You should get that checked out. Go see your GP to get that checked out. Um, or maybe you wake up in pain. All of these things, you've got to deal with the cause of it. Um, but if you're just waking up um, and you can't get back to sleep, then just can, just maybe check in to find out what it is that you're waking up from. Is it because your partner's snoring? Is it because you're uncomfortable with your pillow? Is it because your temperature got up? Is it because you had to move your, you know, void your bladder, that sort of stuff? So consider those sorts of things. That's important. You could use some magnesium if we need to get the supplements, and you could use some herbs um, to help you calm down. So that could be good. You could put lavender in your pillow, um, and that could also help you, you know, get to sleep and be quite calming as well. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And just before, and I love this, before we move on to uh, stage four, melancholy and depression, I just wrote down here like screen time and diet at night. So I know particularly if I've been in front of my laptop all day, which is, which is you know, many weekdays, that's the reason yep. why I love to read a, a tactile real book at night because yep. I feel like more screen time is not going to help my body uh, – 
or the circadian rhythms of my body behave appropriately, so to speak. Um, but also yeah. with a diet, like I'm at this stage of life, I kind of love that we have young children that eat dinner at five or five thirty at night because dinner's done by six o'clock. And so, yeah. you know, I might sneak a piece of chocolate in there at seven o'clock or so. Um, but by the time I'm ready to go to bed, I haven't eaten for a couple of hours, but I know that's not the case for everyone listening and watching. So what's your view on, you know, I think of those two things as a massive driver of the potential for poor sleep, screen time and diet at night. Do you want to just talk to that uh, before we move on to phase four? Yeah, PC, there's no doubt that certain chemicals that go into our body from our food, like let's talk about red wine or alcohol um, or let's talk about chocolate, those things can give us some crazy dreams Um, and it can alter our temperature and it can alter the way in which we detoxify and all that sort of stuff. So you've got to be mindful of that and if you're affected by it, then consider removing those chemicals from your pre-bedtime or pre-sleep routines. Like that's, that's important. But what's really interesting is that food, when you eat, triggers a parasympathetic response. Sleeping is a parasympathetic response. The ability to digest is a parasympathetic response. So we can go to sleep on a full stomach. In fact, we spoke about falling asleep on Christmas Day, right? Mm. and that's because we've got a full stomach. We have a carb coma or whatever it is. Our body goes into parasympathetics. That's just what's going to happen, right? So it's okay if you've got a full belly and you want to go to sleep. That's totally fine. As long as the, as long as the fuel you consumed didn't contain too much energy or the energy that you can – sorry, the food you consumed didn't contain too much fuel. That's mm. really probably what it is. It's it's You want to make sure that the food you've got has heaps of – energy from intelligence as opposed to the food you're eating having not a lot of intelligence but heaps of fuel. This is so good. I'm going to go back and listen to this. I'm sure a lot of others will. Let's go on to stage four, uh, melancholy and depression. This is when serotonin is no longer being produced uh, because we are not sleeping. I know this isn't something you can answer in five minutes, but that's about all we've got left and maybe we can you know, have this conversation in deeper form on a future episode. But um, where do you sit from a practitioner perspective when you're working with people that are hitting stage or phase four? Yeah, phase four is really serious, right? This is somewhere where mental health becomes quite a concern, right? So we've got to be mindful that stage four, when you get to melancholy and depression, sometimes this needs um, extra support. So that could be in the form of a counsellor or a psychologist or whatever else. Um, Even just speaking to somebody about your worries and what's actually going on with you and, you know, working out how to talk it out, if you know what I mean. So... What, what I would say here is that the major driver of serotonin production in the body is sleep. The second most important driver for serotonin within the body is laughter, humor. Mm. And the one that we find the easiest to drive in our body is food. So because there's so many serotonin receptors in our gastrointestinal system, the consumption of food makes us feel really good mm. um, for that particular reason. So I would look to laughter and sunlight so that when we get more sunlight, we trigger the pineal gland to give us more melatonin and melatonin will help us sleep, right? So if we get more sunlight in the middle of the day, take our sunglasses off in the middle of the day so we get refracted light affecting the pineal gland to trigger the release of melatonin. As the sun goes down, we'll find it easier to get to sleep. That will enable us to rest better. Make sure you find ways in which you can laugh and see the brighter side of things and laugh more about life you know so 
I always go back to Patch Adams and what he did with all those six, six kids was made them laugh so that they could heal. You laugh moving into your parasympathetics. When you get a fright or you're sad, you're in your sympathetics. When you get into like a frightful, like you know, a laughter situation, you're in your parasympathetics. So you want to you want to go to that space. So put some funny stuff on. Tell some bad jokes. Um, listen to 100 Not Out. That'll make you laugh. <laughs> All those sorts of things. You know, like you want to find ways in which you can have a little chuckle because that will stimulate serotonin release within your body, and that helps move you back towards insomnia. Which, if you can nail the insomnia thing, that'll help you move back towards anxiety. And if you can nail the anxiety thing, that'll help you move back towards stress, which is where we want to be in a state of calm with stress from time to time. And I just think that's so important to um, remind ourselves is that if you are listening to this and you are at stage three, or even stage four, do a checklist of every recommendation that Damo made for phase one and phase two. And be really clear on are you moving enough? You know, are you laughing enough? Are you giving yourself fresh air, natural sunlight? What's your diet like? Because I don't, none of us want anyone to throw the baby out with the bathwater and go, I've tried everything and it's not working because this is a very common like patient response. I remember seeing it all the time in um, practice when Sarah and I had ours. It's like the I've tried everything. Well, I would yeah. challenge anyone listening to this to listen back really clearly to everything that Damo has said from recommendation perspective. And if you can say that you've done everything that Damo has just said and it's still not working, then yes, like, definitely seek professional support but there could be the one or two things that you haven't done like Kay even just said in here you know thanks heaps demo i do the lavender but i always check the time i will stop that so like be really honest with yourself i mean kay has been listening to this podcast for years and even she's Mm -hmm. making adjustments that are coming up on this episode so don't go into this with the belief that you've tried everything and, and it's still not working because Damo's just made between 10 and 20 really powerful recommendations and one of them is going to be more powerful for you than someone else. So you can't judge it until you've done it for a period of time. And I just thank you so much, Damo, because that's possibly one of the most powerful 30 minutes we've spent together that could help people's lives immeasurably. Thanks, PC. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love to record. I love to bring it all up and, you know, it's funny because I take a lot of that for granted, you mm. know, it's just because the stuff that I know and I forget that you don't, that not everyone knows that stuff. So I'm really happy that you brought it up and, and thank you for helping me share that again. So, and thanks everybody for your, you know, considered responses and your questions and all that sort of thing. So it just helps me share that. And it's a really important, um, you know, topic. These last three, these last three episodes, um, you know, discussing this has been really important. Absolutely. Now, I know you won't sell yourself, but I will. If you're in Melbourne, go and see Damo at Vita Lifestyles or his team because if you've listened to this and you want some help, that's where I'd be going. If you're in a company or you're working in an organization, connect with Damo via his website, Damien at DamienChristoph.com. No, the website is DamienChristoph.com. It's all A's, no double F, uh, because he does present Crack Your Stress Code to organizations all around the world. He was presenting to one of the biggest companies in the world when we last uh, did our 100 Not Out, and that was when Damo was in Rome. So, So um, he's very humble about this. He doesn't tell enough people, but it's some of the best work that you will ever do working with Damo in the corporate or the personal space. So Damo, thanks again for your wisdom as always.
Oh, thank you, PC. That's very, very kind of you. Can I just say one thing? If you're listening to this and this is going out before August 31, 2022, um, August 31, 2022, I'm doing a Crack Your Stress Code live um, in Sandringham in Victoria. And so if you want to get along to that, um, get along to that. It's uh, And if you go, if you just contact Vita Lifestyles. Um, They're on Instagram and Facebook. This. Yep. Yeah, and yep. you'll see somewhere there, you know, I don't know, like I'm not in charge of the socials or anything, but if you wanted to, you know, reach out to us, we can point you in the right direction to get tickets to come along to that. And um, I think it's a modest fee. Maybe it's 20 bucks or something to come along just to help us with the um, – just help us with the room hire. That's essentially all it is. So That's incredible. So if you listen to this and you want to get along to a live version of the last three podcasts, um, then um, get along. Well done. Definitely get along. Uh, good work to everyone that's been listening to this uh, episode. I have no doubt you have received great value from it. Do the people in your life a favor. Share this podcast with friends, family members, and colleagues that are in phase one, two, three, or four of stress. Help them crack their stress code. Share with them episode 485 and 486 to give them the foundation of what it is that we've spoken about today because when you do so, you will help them make the rest of their life the best of their life. I love it. I love it. Do that one. Where's your bye for now? Oh, are you closing off? Oh, <laughs> bye for now. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.